Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nbplaceofhope.com. Now for the message. My name is Dwight Miranda. Um, on behalf of our pastor, Gabby and Petty, uh, we welcome you to New Birth this uh, morning. And today I just want to continue a message um, a series of message entitled Better Together that our pastor began two weeks ago. And today we're going to close that um, series of messages. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4.9 that two are better than one. Man being alone was the only thing during creation that was not good or approved by God. He approved everything that he created, but when he created man and he was alone, he said, it is not good. Isolation was not intended to be on our DNA as human, much less as believers. But today, we are going to talk about a man that was isolated and his isolation was caused be, uh, by a paralysis that he had. But he had friends. Said friend, say friends. He had friends. Let's open our Bibles in Mark chapter 2 and we are going to read verses 1 through 12. I'm reading from the New International Version, and it reads as follows. A few, day a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. So many gathered that there was no room left. So many gathered there that there was no room left. Not even outside the door. And he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralytic to Jesus, carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, the ma they made an opening in the roof above Jesus. And after digging through it, lowered the man the paralyzed man was laying down. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like this? He's blasphemy. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I tell you, 
get up, take your mat, and go home. He got, he got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and, the pr and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. This series that pastor has been preaching to us is to emphasize on hope groups. How many of you are here that are here are part of a hope group? Yes, yes, but less than we expected. Um, what is the purpose of hope groups? It's to do life together. It's to develop inter interpersonal relationships. It's to grow and strengthen our faith. It is a process of being disciple. New birth pastor wants to do something radical. Something that I, in all my years that I've been a Christian, I have not seen. And is that he wants to prioritize on hope groups. He wants new birth to be a hope group church that meets to celebrate on Sundays. Thus taking away the priority of the Sunday meeting to the small group meetings throughout the week. And that's something that will break paradigms in church. We are making history by doing something like this. It is not easy. It takes prayer. It takes a strategic thinking. It takes preaching and teaching. It takes for you to embrace this vision and say, I want to be part of something radical. We are not going to be another church. We're going to be the church that, that will make the difference. But for that, we have to pay a price. You can come to church every Sunday. And coming to church every Sunday, just Sunday, is like when you receive someone in the doorstep of your, of your house, when someone that you don't know and that you don't trust comes to your door, you greet that person and you talk to that person right there in the door. You don't invite that person in because you don't trust that person yet. So the first impression that you have with a person that talks that comes and knocks at your door is to treat them at the doorstep in the foyer of your house or your apartment. You don't invite them inside your house. When you feel comfortable with some people and you invite them to your house, you're not going to just let them in the foyer of your home. You're going to invite them to a room that is only used when you invite someone to your house. The living room. Nobody uses the living room anymore. And now we have the living room and the family room. And the family room, the furniture in the family room, we have to change it every two years. But the, 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 the furniture in the living room is from your grandmother because it's still new. Nobody goes to that room unless 
you invite someone to your house, you present the best of yourself. The living room is so uh, well decorated, and you invite that person to that place. That is what happens when you are part of New Birth and you come consistently. You're coming to our, our living room. We present the best of us. But in order for you to be family, when you are family, you don't develop your relationship in the foyer or nor in the living room. Like I said, we hardly go there. You develop your relationship in the kitchen. That's the place to be. We cry there. We, we, we write the budget there. We argue there. We cook there. We eat there. We, we, we do everything in the kitchen. And what pastor wants is that everyone that is connected to new birth not only come to our living room or our foyer, we want everyone sitting in the kitchen with us. Doing family, doing life together. I know a, a person that her kitchen is also her, her office and, and she has to move the 70,000 books that she's working on, her doctorate degree, to, 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 to invite someone in. I'm not mentioning that it's Esther. I'm not mentioning names. I'm not mentioning names. Devil is a liar. When, when we embrace the vision of our pastor that new birth becomes a hope group church that meets on Sundays to celebrate, it's making hope group the core center of our church. In small setting, you can be real. You can be yourself. You can live faith as was intended by Jesus. Not as something external from your daily life, but as an intrinsical part of your being. I've been in church all my life. I'm going to turn 50 in two months. And I've been in church all my life. And we had the, the, the closet divided. This is the, the, the clothes for Sunday. This is the clothes for Friday. This is the clothes for the prayer uh, meeting. This is the clothes for, for the retreat. And, and, and what, what that created in us was like a mask. We serve God using a mask. We couldn't be real. Because we interpreted that being Christian was being perfect. And we are not perfect. Uh, and because we expected perfection, whenever someone made a mistake, we, we, we killed that person. Church was not a good place to make a mistake. And I remember the use religious power from the pulpit embarrassing people and 
asking them to stand and telling the whole congregation, this person made this mistake, and for that, that person is not to take part in our church services for six months. That's embarrassing. Never had the opportunity to be restored because the, the shame that that brought to that person was difficult. It was always marked. That is why the intention since the beginning of the church in the New Testament was to meet in house in houses because you have the opportunity to, to share your faith with other people and you have the opportunity to sit down with people and, and, and say this is what I'm going through and that person say I'm going through the same thing or I went through the same thing hallelujah but we got used to this environment and in this environment you just listen to a preacher The only person that likes a mega church is the preacher because it takes his ego and it takes it up there because he's speaking to thousands of people that, are, that have to listen to him. You are hostage to my message. And we distorted the, per, the, 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 the intention and the purpose of the church. And that is why people don't develop real relationship in churches because we are used to sit down. Somebody's going to bring me a, 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 a spectacle. I'm going to see a, a performance and I'm going to go home and I have to figure out by myself what that man in my life but hope group is the opportunity to figure out together and work together and say you know what I don't have the strength to go forward and the other person said but I'm here for you and with you people the people want uh simplicity people are looking for something real in church because the world is not real because the hurt you are having a good time in the world hey I'm gonna tell you a secret and don't <laughs> I'm glad that we can do this now because in the past, when I was younger, what I'm about to tell you will, will, will take me out of the church. Will, somebody will take the mic away from me and tell me you don't preach here any, any longer because I'm, I'm telling you that because one time I went to, I, I went to the church and the, 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 the guest speaker didn't come and, 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 and the pastor told me you have to preach, but I didn't have a tie. I gotta say this in Spanish, maldita sea, because I, I did not have a tithe, and I had, before I preached, they let me preach, but before I preach, I had to clarify the, the, uh, The, the, the reason why I didn't have a tie, and I was going to preach without a tie. I'm here for the, because of the mercy of the Lord. Because. And then, 
church got used to um, cliche phrases. Church got used to some uh, messages that are, are uh, uh, um, um, storytelling messages that, 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 that stir up your emotion but do not do anything inside of you to transform your performance and your life. You know what? Because you can hide in this, uh, uh, in this group. You can come in and go out and, and nobody knows where are you. I, I did that for, for almost a year. When I came here for the first time, I was going to two churches and nobody knew. Where are you going? Oh, yeah, I'm going to New Birth and I'm going to El Calvario. Really? I, I've never seen you there. Because it's a perfect place to hide. You don't get involved with nobody. You come in late. You go out when they are praying for the, for the salvation. And you don't get to meet no one. And, 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 and that's, that's the devil helping you go to church but not be safe. The devil help people go to church every Sunday but do not, but they don't get saved. Because in your mind, you're telling yourself, but I'm going to church. Yes, I'm, I'm going to church. But you are not allowing the Holy Spirit in the church to work inside of you. So, so I, I don't have nothing against this environment of the church. We will never get rid of this environment of the church. Don't get me wrong. And that's not Pastor Gabby. Uh, uh, purpose, but he's saying, he was telling us, the pastor, that cannot be the definition of our church. That cannot be the priority of a Christian. To wait on Sunday at 11, go in late, come out early, and that's it, and punch and say, I went to church. It's not about going to church, because you know what? In TV, you have churches 24-7. You, you, you pick your preacher. You pick the environment. You pick the, the, the songs that you want to hear. You pick everything. You go to church in your house. It's not about that. It's about growing together, doing life together. And that will never happen if you're isolated. When God created Adam, he said, it is not good. And for God to say something is not good, he did everything. And he said, everything that I've done is good. When he created Adam, he said, this is not good. I did something that is not good. What is not, why was not good? Because it was incomplete. And your faith is incomplete. If you just come to church and have a Sunday celebration and throughout the week you don't get connected with no one or nothing that is building up your faith. God is saying you're going to church but you're, you are incomplete. God was saying to Adam, I created you, you have my image, but you are incomplete. It's not that he wasn't existing, he was created. But he was not um, com uh, uh, fulfilling his purpose. 
when I went to church, when I was growing up, and Pastor Gabby comes from the same uh, generation, we went to church every week. I don't know if Pastor Johnson, uh, Lulu's father, is here. He, he treated them like that. But we went to church every day, seven days a week, eight times. Because on Sunday was, in the morning, Sunday school, and at night, evangelistic service. I remember sitting down with Ricky Flores in the back and looking at the people, oh, my God. He brought the same clothes that he brought. He wore this morning. I wonder if he got a, 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 a shower or not. I just had to throw that in. Um, listen. And then the pastors were um, renovated. And the pastor said, we're not going to have church seven days a week. We're going to have church six days a week. And that day that is off, we're going to have I don't know how to say it in, in Spanish. Altar uh, familiar. Family devotion. Devotion. And because we didn't know any any better, my dad said, okay, today's family devotion. And he, 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 he picked the worst time of the day to do it. Because he worked the night shift. And he was sleeping the whole day. And we were at school. And then at 3 30 when we came from school he was waking up and then we we at five at five who goes to church at 5 p.m in puerto rico at six was new at seven was novella so at five they have such a great programs on tv and we couldn't have we couldn't see them because my dad said this is devotional time come on to the to the living room oh my god I wanted to take advantage of my TV because there was a, 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 an, evangelist, an evangelist in Puerto Rico called G.J. Avila that he said that TV was from the devil. So every Christian home could not have a TV. But my brother was apartado and he bought a TV to the house and we saw the TV. And, 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 and the TV was uh, white and black and white, but it was a TV. We value it. It was all I had. And I could, I could hear, I could hear the TV on my neighbors. Thundercat, thundercat, thunder, 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 thundercats. Thunder, 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 thundercats. So, so my dad, he had us, and he didn't know better, so he thought, Family devotion was another service. So he, he would appoint people. You're going to open in prayer. You're going to sing. You're going to testify. But dad, everybody knows my testimony. Repeat it again. <laughs> You're my family. I don't have anything new to say. Repeat it again. So our, our faith can be stronger. <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to uh, um, collect the offering? Yes, we collected the offering in my house. And then he he had the he had the audacity to say, I'm paying for that. No, you're not. That was part of the offering that I gave in the in 
You want candy? Let me see what I have. Here. The same quarter that I gave you an offering, you're giving me back? So it was like that. It was not interesting. It was not uh, uh, inspiring. And I would, do, I would not do that again. And I'm not, uh, uh, um, I'm not trying to tell you we need to do that again. But I can tell you that the benefit of that regimen was that I know the word of God because I was exposed to the word of God so much and so many times throughout the week. Everything in my life revolved around the church. And that gave the, that, that gave that generation a different perspective on life that maybe this generation don't have. And I'm not saying our perspective is better. Your perspective is different. But because we are in this generation, we need to look for methods that are going to help you grow in your faith. That was the method back then. What is the method right now? Pastor Gabby says we need to connect everyone in a hope group through the, through, throughout the week. Because there... You learn from other Christians how to deal with situation. There you know how to pray. You know how I, I learned to pray in the, in the Sunday school, but we don't have Sunday school anymore. The teacher sh would make us repeat the prayer every day, and at one point she let us pray by ourselves. But we, we, we learn by repeating the prayer from our teachers. I remember the... Um, um, no, the textos, the um, Bible verses that you have to compete with someone. You know how how you call that in Spanish. So 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 you call two people in the front. Debate, 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 Bible text debate, and you call two people in front, and they have to go at it. Bible verse and Bible verse, Bible verse and Bible verse. You knew when somebody is getting to the end of his list, when he started saying, Jesus Yoro, Jesus Christ, because you don't have anything else, okay? But, but those are the things that gave us the word of God in our hearts. Maybe that, that doesn't work now, but it was a strategy. Now we're, 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 we're praying and we're asking, what is the strategy for this generation? Because we need to grow in the Lord. The devil is so mad out there. The world is so defiant for those who have faith. He's trying to destroy us. And I'm telling you. He doesn't respect if you have a title. He doesn't respect if you're a pastor. He doesn't respect if you're a leader. He doesn't respect anything, if you're married or not, if you're young, if you're intelligent. He doesn't respect. He wants to destroy you. And if we don't understand that, we are going to be destroyed. We need to grow in our faith. And part of growing in our faith for this generation is to be able to be real before and I'm, I'm thankful for the grace of God over the church before I, I remember I've been 
just, I I'm not sure if this is a, a real truth or not. Because I remember telling my mom, 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 I heard my cousin uh, uh, saying a curse word. What? Yes, she said, and I repeated the curse word. It's a pecado, that's sin. You don't do that. We couldn't be real. We were suppressing every feeling. Now, the church has understand. We cannot impose that to the people. Do not suppress your feeling. Just talk it out. God doesn't. God doesn't uh, get red. He doesn't. Uh, 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 he, he, he's not. He's not ashamed of what you're going to say because the Bible said that He already knows what what is in your heart before you say it. We need to understand to see the world that way. Hope groups is that environment. In Mark 2, we see Jesus ministering in a house environment. Jesus is coming back to Capernaum. Jesus was there one time and people were blessed. And now that he's coming back, those people that were blessed in, the, in his first visit are inviting people. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Don't that, don't that sound like something that we should be doing again now in, in our generation? Jesus is coming back. In that story, he was coming back to Capernaum. In our story, in our time, Jesus is coming back to take us with him. Hope group is an opportunity to share your story and to invite others to meet Jesus. In the story of Mark 2, there was a man who couldn't get there on his own due to his paralysis and also because the house was full of people. Some of us decide to buy or not to buy in certain store according to the how many people are in there. Especially when make anybody to take him back home but his friends you better know who your friends are you better choose your friends uh, 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 wisely hallelujah who are your true friends because true friends are concerned with the things that are going on in your life there are things that your Uh, 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 that your friends will do for you solely based on faith and love. So your friends better be people of faith and love. It is urgent. I, I, I can imagine their friends, his 
friend saying. It is urgent that our friend meets Jesus. We had our opportunity, and now it's his turn to meet Jesus. Hallelujah. James 2, 17 says, faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. You don't, you don't just pray for people. You don't just send a text to someone that is going through a hard time. You go and meet that person, and you embrace them, and you cry with them, and you sing with them, and you invite them to church, and you pray with them, and you stay overnight with them if, if you need it. work is dead. We have, we have our friend. He's paralyzed. Jesus is in there in that house. I know that if he gets into the house, he's going to meet Jesus and his life is going to change. But how can we do this? They could have said, con el me, we have somebody here that needs to go in. But it was too much. So they, they were creative. Because faith, love, and urgency gives you a spirit of creativity. Hallelujah. And if creativity is, because before we can do, we cannot do that. If creativity is that your, your uh, hope group is going to be, hallelujah, at the mall is going to be at the mall. If your, if your creativity is that your hope group is going to be on Friday at 10 p.m., it's going to be on Friday at 10 p.m. Hallelujah. Creativity, but the urgency for someone to meet Jesus. need to look for practical methods. Methods that are not only relevant because this generation is all about relevancy. But not only the methods needs to be relevant, it has to be revolutionary. Transformation has to happen. Not just relevant, because relevant is it looks like the rest of the things. But revolutionary is, is going to make a difference among the rest The message does not change. We cannot change the message. But the methods will and need to be changed. That is why pastor is saying, you know what? Church on Sunday and then asking people to go on, on whole group, that's not, that's not happening. That is not moving us forward. We need to do something revolutionary. Whole groups and then come and celebrate on Sundays. For the last three years, We've been um, reporting salvation that occurs on Sunday. But now pastor wants to hear reports of salvation through the, the week. How many people are being saved in your hope group? How many people have you touched in your area, in your house, in your small group gathering? Jesus' teaching is important. But sometimes there are interruptions that are justified. Jesus is teaching in a house. And the friends of this paralytic, they go up to the roof. They break the, the roof. They, 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 they rip it off. And they start pulling his friend down. Hallelujah. Jesus, if, if it was another preacher, he said, excuse me, I'm teaching here. There are people in need. 
of this word, this rhema. I'm in my second poem. Could you wait until the altar call, please? There are times that there's no time for the altar call. There are times that there are no time to wait on Sunday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're in need, um, and it's Monday. You're in need. Uh, I, I, I invite you to Osceola uh, High School, New Birth, a place of hope, on Sunday at 11.15, and it's Monday, and the person needs, hallelujah, Jesus right now. Hallelujah. We need to interrupt our agenda. And Jesus' teaching was interrupted. It was justified. An interruption that was justified because the priority of the gospel is for people to be saved. You cannot change that. When Jesus saw the faith of the four men, the guy didn't even have faith. I have to rethink my theology. I need to rethink my theology. Because they, they taught me, you have to have faith. And here is an example that a man, he doesn't have faith. He wants to go home. He's tired. His paralysis have made him depressed, unproductive, without expectation, remembering the past. Every time he lays there, he's just seeing what is happening to me. Every time you look at, your, uh, at the table next to your bed and you see the pile of medicine, you say, how did I get to this point? He doesn't have initiative. He doesn't have faith. He's not motivating his friends. Do it, do it, do it. I believe, I believe, I believe. He's not doing that. As a matter of fact, maybe he's uncomfortable. Keep doing it. Don't do this, guy. Let's go home. Sometimes you need somebody that in the midst of your paralysis continues to motivate you. Because what happened, and this happened with me, I had problem with my with my uh, uh, stomach, and we were so poor in my house that my my mom she only bought tang tang juice. We never had money for sodas, but whenever somebody had churra, she bought she will buy. Translate that for the Americans. Diarrhea. Whenever someone had diarrhea, she, she will buy one can of 7-Up. So that was my one time to be able to drink 7-Up when all my brothers, all my siblings were drinking Tang. And I will, I, will, I will embrace those times. Oh, my God, what a blessing. I have diarrhea. Mom, mom. Don't worry, Dwight. We were five in the house. Don't worry, Dwight. Here's your, your seven up. I don't know. Esther, what does seven up have to do with Pepto-Bismol? Don't worry. Here's your seven up. 
Nobody touch that servant of his wife. So he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask the pastor to come and pray for you. No, don't ask the pastor to come and pray for me. Because if he prays for me, I'm going to be healed. And then I'm, I, I, I'm going to lose my servant up. You feel sorry for yourself. And you feed your pain when other people feel sorry for you. That is why he doesn't have faith. He's so used to people to see him and say, Mendito, oh my God, you're in that situation? Yeah, I'm in this situation. That's sick. And as long as, as the devil have you there, feeling sorry for yourself and, 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 and welcoming people to feel sorry for yourself, You're going to stay there. And your purpose is going to die with you. But his friends. What has paralyzed you? And who is carrying you throughout your paralysis? There are people in your life using their deposit of faith to lift you up. Because he didn't have faith. But the people that were carrying him, they were using their own faith to lift up his friends. Who is using their faith to lift you up? I know people that have been using their deposit of faith to lift me up in my moment of, of, of discomfort. They are, they are withdrawing faith and using it to pray for me. They are withdrawing faith and using it to, to speak to my life. They are withdrawing faith to spend time with me. They are withdrawing faith to cry with me. They are withdrawing faith to walk with me at the pace that I can walk at this stage of my life. Who is carrying you? Or who are you carrying with your faith? Maybe it's your entire family that is depending on the deposit of faith that is in you. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your kids. The priority of Jesus is salvation. So when he saw the faith of them Jesus told the paralytic man your sins are forgiven wait a minute duh this is not the 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 the, the situation here because God sees the heart he needs salvation The reason why he doesn't have faith to believe in his miracle is because he doesn't know the miracle worker. That he needs salvation and then healing. Salvation is the number one problem of humanity. In Matthew chapter 6, when Jesus uh, uh, 
teach the, the Lord's Prayer, in one part of the prayer says, Lord, deliver us from evil. It doesn't say deliver us from sickness. It doesn't say deliver us from financial situation. It says deliver us from evil. That's the priority. That's the, pro the, the number one problem that people have. So, of course, God is going to tag that first. Then, after he delivered the man, after he healed him, the benefit or blessing after being free from sin is get up, take your mat, and go home. Get ready to, to, to carry your mat as your testimony. So, he said, I came here being carried in this mat, and now I am going to carry what had me carried to this place. When people saw him being carried, they, they didn't ask him. They already knew, you're paralytic. You're paralyzed. You're sick. They, 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 they can um, point to you. They can tell your condition. But now they are going to see him carrying his mat. Nobody goes around carrying his mat. But now he's carrying his mat. Now what, what used to carry him, he's carrying it. And now is the opportunity for him to testify. What are you, why are you carrying your mat? Because I was healed. Who healed you? Jesus. Hallelujah. There are things that carry you that God is not going to get rid of. He's going to ask you, continue to carry it. Because now it doesn't carry you. You carry it, and you're going to use it as a testimony. Don't do this because some, some of us, oh, wow, I remember when this, this thing was so comfy. I, no, 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 no. Carried by you again. I am going to carry you as a testimony of where I was and where I am. I got to get to my next appointment. I need to be out of here by 1130. I'm sorry. The atmosphere on a hope group, this is what happened in the hope group, is to deeply be concerned about each other. Sometimes, that doesn't happen to me because I, I sit in the front. But if you sit in the back and you go to Walmart and somebody say hi to you, sometimes you have to look at them in the back to recognize that they go to your church. Oh, yeah, that's the man that sits in the second row my left because I know that 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 Calvas I know that Bowden it shouldn't be like that we should be concerned about each other know each other we, we in, a, in a hope group we develop faith to believe in the power of Jesus we pray and 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 we act on on that power of prayer how many times you have come here on a Sunday, and all you need and all you want is someone to pray with you.
but because we already have a set uh, program, every prayer is general, every prayer is, it, it, the, the program it runs is a blessing for us, but sometimes you all, all you need is someone to embrace you and pray with you, hallelujah, that happened in the, in the whole group. We don't allow difficult circumstances to discourage the group. We don't give up in the group. We, 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 we encourage each other. If we need to get them through the roof so they can walk out the door like the paralytic, he couldn't come in through the, through the door. He came in through the roof in a different way. Everybody's going to come to the hope group in a different way. He's going to come through the roof and he's going to walk out through the door. There's one hope group. True story. It's developing as I speak. One of our hope group leaders, Victor and Emilia. There's a lady that I know from my youth. He came to this church. He got connected to a hope group. He's still not a member of this church. And he got, she got to the hospital a month ago. In 30 days, she's been, she has received four surgeries. She almost didn't make it. Young, young lady. every step of the way. During this time of her sickness was her birthday. On that day, our hope group leader made sure that they went to her house and shared a birthday cake with them. That made a difference. Oh, she needs the power of the Holy Spirit. She, she needs to come to the church and que le pongan las manos. A birthday cake on a special day made a difference. I'm not, I'm not dishing the word of God. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you that we need to change the method. Okay. You know what? I believe this with all my heart. People need to belong before they believe. Because the, the, the past mentality was they need to believe and then they can belong. Señor reprenda al diablo. Ya la madre del que pensó eso. That's in Spanish, so it doesn't count as curse. Um, people need to belong. Do you understand that? That changes the, the, the interpretation of a church. People need to belong before they believe. Expectation of a hope group. Be intentional in all we do. Have room for the hurt. Exhibit faith and love. Be willing to break the roof for anybody. We believe 
Pastor Hughes, Pastor Gabby, or Michelle, or Pastor Esther, or Pastor Jewel, or Pastor John. You can use anybody. Do you know that New Birth is already a thousand-member church? have the strength to touch every single person that is part of new birth it's impossible we need people we need you to put into practice the deposit of ministry and faith that is in you God wants you to raise up the first thing you have to do is raise up rise up Anything that has you bound and, and paralyzed, rise up for that situation. I am speaking that for me. I have, I have lived a situation that has me paralyzed and God is telling me, Dwight, rise up. Because you're not going to be able to do anything that I have intended for you to do if you're still in your mat. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. Pick up your mat. What? what carry you. Now you're carrying what carry you. And go home. You know what? This is my interpretation. God made this miracle in a hope group. This became a hope group for this para paralytic man. And now he said, go home. Start your own hope group. Because people were amazed and they were praising God. And what better than sitting down with someone that experienced a miracle. Come on, let me tell you what happened. Come on, let me share my story in the comfort of my house. I gotta go. I'm so sorry. But today, the last part that we want to close this service with. I want every eye closed. Every head bowed. Because salvation is the priority of the gospel. And if you've come here today, maybe by the invitation of someone, the real purpose that you are here, if you don't know Christ, is to know him. I don't know what you or your friends or whoever invited you had to do, how to uh, go through to make sure that you made it today. But Jesus is in the house. And he's telling you, rise up. Enough of being carried and being paralyzed for what happened to you. He's been carrying you too long to rise up, pick it up, and carry it yourself, and convert it into your testimony. If you're here, like our pastor said, when I, when I count to three, don't be the second person or the third person. Be the first person to raise your hands and say, I want to meet Jesus. I want to ask him to come and be the Lord and Savior of my life. I cannot be paralyzed, emotionally paralyzed, spiritually paralyzed anymore. One, 
two, three. If, if that's you, raise your hand. I see one hand. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.